1: Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences in how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why you might consider choosing a one word theme for 2022. Yes, it is almost 2022. And we will reveal our own choices for the year. Plus, we'll talk about a know yourself better question what habit loopholes do you tend to invoke? I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am back in my cozy little home office in New York City. And joining me today from L.A.
0: is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. Happy New Year, Elizabeth. Happy New Year. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, I'm hoping 22 is the year that jettisons us all into a wonderful Worry-free future. A happier you in 2022. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, I have to say that today is a special day for me. December 29th is the 12th anniversary of the publication of The
0: Happiness Project. Wow. I know. It's hard to believe, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And Gretch, that was, I have to say, as your younger sister, I have to point out, that was the number one New York Times bestseller. Yes, it was. How many weeks was it on the it list? It was on the list for two years. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was it was a big milestone in my life. Oh my gosh. It's hard
1: to believe it's twelve years ago. To celebrate, I am gonna be doing a fun giveaway on social media. So if you follow along mm. at Gretchen Rubin on Instagram. You can see all about that.
0: Wow. Well, congratulations. Well, Grace. thank
1: you. You are a big part of my happiness, Elizabeth. That's all it gives. Now, thank this you. week, our Try This at Home tip is to choose a one-word theme for the year. And we will talk about how we did with 2021 and reveal our choices for 2022.
0: Yes. So explain to everyone who might not know what a one-word theme of the year is.
1: Yeah. No, we love thinking about different ways to examine our lives and think about are there things that we want to change or that they, are there things that we want to work on. And some people love New Year's resolutions. Some people do not love New Year's resolutions. And it turns out there's a lot of ways to think about the future, set yourself up for what would make you happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. And one thing that we have found is really fun is to identify one central big idea, often summarized in just a single word or maybe a two-word phrase that sets an overarching theme for the entire year. Kind of set your largest possible theme for the year.
0: Yes. And we've talked about this before. If anyone wants to go back and listen, the episodes are 306, 254, 201, and others as well. We bring up our one-word theme a lot.
1: And of course, we did these themes even before we had a podcast. So some of these, we uh, preceded the podcast, but you've had a lot of good ones. So refresh people about some of your choices.
0: Yes. So some of my choices in the past have been free time, style, Hot Wheels. That's when I needed to get a car because I was living in LA without a car. Novel, which was both new and writing a novel. Home, Control, The Number Six. I think that was your favorite lighter, and last year was butterfly. Right. And my words
1: have included upgrade, bigger, lighten up, repurpose, delegate, infrastructure, growth. And last year, my word was open.
0: Yeah. And Gretchen, the one word theme could be a great way to approach your REST 22 in 2022 challenge. You could make REST your word or some Related yeah, words, to absolutely, rest, like sleep right. or relax or
1: yeah, however you want to take it. Yeah, it's just like they're all coming together, right? Everything that rises must yes. converge. All the resolution twists can yes. be coordinated. But listen, before we reveal our choices for 2022, which we have been talking about and pondering for months now. Yeah. Let us review how we did for our 2021. So tell us about this theme of butterfly.
0: Okay, well, I what I loved about the word butterfly was it's very not me. I am not a butterfly person, mm-hmm. but like now I am, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Like It actually became a talisman as much as a theme because butterflies are so specific. Mm -hmm. I got two butterfly necklaces, which I've been wearing. I got butterfly stickers, and I could get butterflies on notebooks. And it really just became a symbol of 21 for me. And it helped me get through our season of Fantasy Island. Now, in terms of the word butterfly... As a social butterfly, I think I did okay because I was part of it. I had a lot of limited COVID-friendly entertaining. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I did put myself out there. Now, my other goal was to shed my cocoon, my butterfly cocoon, Mm -hmm. and that I did not do. Mm. So limited success, but it really... It sort of like came to almost represent friendship to me because I got a lot of love through the butterfly. So it took on its own even elevated meaning no
1: it was a way for people to sort of wish you well or wish you luck would be to give you something with butter I almost had to had to like restrain myself because once you start looking for butterflies (laughs) it's like definitely something that you can go hard and I was like Elizabeth isn't gonna want everything butterfly themed for the rest of her life so I I gotta hold back but you did enjoy getting those things yes
0: oh I It was wonderful. So that word turned out to be great for me. How about you? Your word was open.
1: Yes. So part of it is I'm working with a team now. I've got the Happier app and I've got my products. And I've been talking about all these things and just have a lot of new things going. We're going to be doing more happier. And so I've been working with more people and they're all brilliant and fabulous. But I have had to be open to working with new people, staying open to new ideas, having new priorities, even just new kinds of technology. Like, I started using Slack, and I had to remind myself mm. to stay open to new ways of doing things, because I, I love my way of doing things. And I can keep doing things my way. But if I want to work with other people and do new things, I have to be open to new ideas. And so
0: so that was helpful for yes. you. Yes. And
1: I didn't, I, I have a necklace that has open that I that I ordered.
0: Oh, And so
1: I'll, I'll post a picture of you, your necklace and my necklace. But I also kept, for me, I, I had an index card on my cork board. So every time I, I always am looking at things on my cork board. So that was one of the ways that I helped keep it in my mind.
0: Yeah, and I had a big butterfly sticker on my treadmill desk. There you go. There you go. Okay, so Elizabeth, drum roll. Gretchen, my word is
1: step. I think this is such a great word for you. Explain how you got there.
0: Okay. Well, I was going back and forth, as you know, for a while between walk and step. Both powerful words. And I chose step because I think it's more poetic sounding. Yeah. It also goes with my sort of lifelong mission to step into the future. Yes. I want to take concrete steps toward goals, such as shutting that, that cocoon. I want to keep up walking 10,000 steps a day. Which you're very good about. Yeah. And then as we were discussing, Gretchen, there's a famous proverb, um, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Right. So this idea that
1: what you need to do is one step and then another step, but you have to take that step.
0: Yeah. You have to be intentional. Yeah. I want to step, move forward with intentionality. Yes. I don't want to just amble. There's a reason my word isn't amble. Right. Right. Step. And then another thing Gretchen that I remember with step is my friend Michelle who has a story that we've had her tell on Happier in Hollywood and you also tell it in a little yes. is the time when she was at a very bad job and she called <laughs> on, her the day, the first, on the first day, lunch the first morning <laughs> at lunchtime. It was obvious. It was a bad situation. And she called her mother at lunch and said, what do I do? And her mother said, do you have your purse? And she said, yes. And she said, then get to stepping. Yeah. And Michelle left and never looked back. And now she's an amazingly successful uh, television writer with a show called Truth Be Told on Apple TV. But anyway, so get to stepping also um, reminds us to leave a bad situation. Yeah, her, her. So there's also right. stepping in that. Right. Sense. Her
1: mother was absolutely clear you do not stick around for things that are not are this bad, yeah. <laughs> and you, you yes. step away.
0: <laughs> yes. So I kind of like to think of it as ever forward. It's like step, ever forward. Ooh. Now, um,
1: I wonder if a listener could translate that into Latin for us, because I feel like that should be like the motto on your. Coat of arms. Mm, so if yes, anybody knows what that, that would be yes.
0: <laughs> my three years of Latin in high school yeah. don't cover that at yeah, this no, point, yeah, me neither. But so here's my question. When you visualize step, do you visualize
1: it like a staircase or like a ladder or like a footprint on the ground or a walk sign with the like the little figure? With the stepping
0: forward, how do you visualize it? I'd say mostly the footprint in the sand mm, right. feels most like, well, I think because it is the sort of poetic yeah. version of the word. It's good because it's poetic, but it's also very active. It's an energetic yes. word. Yes. It's, yeah. a, it's an action It's an action word, word. Absolutely. Yes. Action word to go with all of my action items. Yes. So, yeah, I'm excited about yeah. it. It's We'll see where I get to yeah. with these steps. Yeah. <laughs> Stepping into the future. So, Gretch, what is your word? So, when
1: I was thinking back on your themes and my themes, I realized that I often pick a fairly dry, abstract word. And your themes, I have theme envy because I felt like your themes were more interesting, more suggestive, had more kind of metaphorical layers and so I really this year wanted to think of something that I felt like was very specific and and vivid and also went in a lot of different directions that all worked for me, and so I came oh. up with the term salt. So my one word theme salt is salt.
0: Okay, so tell me why I love the words I love salt. Yes. So you got you had me at salt.
1: <laughs> okay so I, I came to salt because first of all I've been working on my book about the five senses and so I've been thinking about the the five tastes and salt salty is one of the five tastes so it's been on my mind and you know salt is just an amazing substance we need it for life our bodies need sodium chloride so it's an it's essential to our to us and the salt is sort of magical in that it brings out the flavor in everything it's like a universal flavor flavor improver at the right level. Too much salt is not good, but the right amount of salt will reduce bitterness, but it increases sweetness, sourness, and umami. So it's good if you're trying to do something sweet, but it's also good if you're trying to do something savory. It intensifies good tastes and diminishes disagreeable ones. Even more, salt will bring out flavor. So sometimes flavor compounds are too subtle to detect but even just like a littlest amount of salt helps you taste a richness and complexity of flavor that you couldn't sense before. And it's easy to get, common and inexpensive, but then you can also get like all these different fancy kinds. Like Elizabeth, for Jamie's Christmas stocking, you gave him a salt sampler, which he was very excited about. It had like black lava sea salt fleur de sel, of course, pink Himalayan salt, which is very fashionable right now. I will post a link to this if anybody's curious to see what that looks like. But I just thought salt, I just, I want the salt of life. You just want that salt.
0: Well, it's funny because a lot of what you talk about, Gretchen, is just making yourself a little happier. It's not that you have to go from zero to a hundred. You can go a little bit happier. And salt is something that improves your dish some. Exactly. Just looking for the salt of happiness. Like, what are those little things? Oh, that's
1: a great, see? I love that. That's a great way to think of it. I also love a fairy tale about salt, which is too long for me to tell now, but I will post a link in the show notes if anybody wants to listen to that. It was a little happier that I tell about a princess who tells her father, the king, that she loves him as much as the salt in her soup. And he is he doesn't think that shows much love. And so the story is about um, what that actually means. So And again, it's kind of a reminder that ordinary things are often the most precious which is another kind of theme of happier. So it's all coming back.
0: Yes. And Gretchen, how are you going to apply this for your one word?
1: Well, I mean, as you were just saying, I want to like look for those little things that can elevate life, make it a little happier, make it more fun, more enthusiasm, a little bit more celebration. So not just to do the minimum, look for the way to add the salt to everyday experience and also to appreciate, like, the common things in my life where it's easy to overlook something like salt. But salt was once incredibly precious. In fact, our word salary comes from the word salt, because salt was Mm. so valuable. And so it's easy not to feel gratitude for the things that are very ordinary, when in fact, those are the very things we should feel most grateful for. So yes, yeah, Well, I love our words, step and step and salt. And so now the trick is to keep it uppermost in our minds. And we've seen through the years that people use they use it for their screensavers, passwords, dog tags, jewelry, vision boards, bullet journals, People are so creative.
0: Yes. I, as I said, Gretchen, I've had two butterfly necklaces. I will send you a picture of me with my butterfly yes. necklace. I will
1: post it in the show notes and me with my open necklace. And if you want to, again, tie your one word theme to another form of resolution keeping, if you are doing a 22 for 22 list, this is something that over the years we've heard of people doing, which is tying their one word theme to their 22 for 22 list. And remember, if you want that free PDF um, for your list, go to happiercast.com slash 2022. Like when my one word theme was infrastructure, I could have done a list of 22 Mm. things about, you know, investing in better tools and upgrading my systems and things Mm. like that. Yeah. So let us know if you do try this at home and how choosing a one word theme works for you and let us know your theme. Elizabeth, are we not Endlessly fascinated yes. by people's themes.
0: We are. I cannot get enough of anyone's theme, but I have to say I'm settled on mine and I'm not going to yeah. be swayed no matter how great a theme comes in. I'm I'm sticking with yes. stuff.
1: Yeah, but it, it's so fun to hear what people do.
0: I love it. And why? Yes. I mean, the, the interesting why. thing is why yes. they've chosen that word. It's, it's just often makes you get goosebumps yes. the reasons why people choose words oh and
1: pictures of what you're doing to help yourself keep it uppermost like if there's some visual yes so let us know on instagram twitter facebook drop us an email at podcast at gretchenrubin.com or as always you can go to the show notes it's com slash 358 for everything related to this episode
0: coming up we have a happiness hack from one of our listeners but first this break Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, now we have a happiness hack that helps with reading
1: And listening to podcasts and basically anything else you're interested in. It's a very helpful hack.
0: Yes, this comes from Heather. She says, I have a reading happiness hack that I think people will love, especially Elizabeth. My suggestion is to listen to podcast episodes about books you've read or want to read. Go to the search option in your podcast app and search the title of the book and or the author. You can find author interviews, book reviews, discussions, etc. This can be done before or after you've read a book. It's particularly helpful for preparing for a book club meeting as a refresher or for more discussion ideas. It's also a good way to find new podcasts you might enjoy. Well, that's a fantastic idea.
1: I have to say, I had never done this. I did not know about this. This is huge. This is huge, huge, huge. Yes. Because yes, you could do it for a book, but you could do it for a TV show. You could do it for a song. Our father loves the Beach Boys. And I was like, oh, I wonder if you could do this and look up the Beach Boys. Yes, you can. But here is the incredibly important Step, Elizabeth, that I, I I I want everyone to know. I don't know how this works in Android or anything else because I, I have an iPhone. But with Apple, here is the key thing. Let's say you did search Beach Boys. The first set of results will be for shows. You do not want that because that just means that at some point in that show they've talked about it, and that's not very helpful. Yeah. At least as far as I can tell. Maybe people who are more sophisticated can make sense of that. But what I found that for me if I kept scrolling down, it will say episodes, and those are specific mm. episodes. Like, I looked up Ted Chang because I love the work of Ted Chang so much. I was mm-hmm. like, I would like to listen to some interviews with Ted Chang. So I looked up, I scrolled down to episodes, and then I could find episodes of all different podcasts where Ted Chang was featured. That was the kind of search that worked for me. So I, I don't know if that's the only way to do it, but for someone who hasn't done this before... That worked really well.
0: That's fantastic. What a good hack, Heather.
1: Yes. This is a life changer. For anyone who's curious and loves to learn, the world is your research assistant.
0: And I love to do a deep dive. You love a deep dive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now a know yourself better question. This is coming up for the new year. You know, we've got this very strong theme of everybody getting ready for 2022. And this is the question to ask yourself to know yourself better of what. Loopholes do you invoke related to habits?
0: Yeah. And Gretchen, we've talked about loopholes before, but it's really good as we're all trying to like make our habits better at the beginning of the year to remind ourselves of these ways that we get out of good habits. Yes.
1: Yeah. In my book, Better Than Before, which is my book about how to make and break habits, I identified the 21 strategies that we can use to master our habits. And all 21 strategies are incredibly important and useful and fascinating. But the funniest strategy... (laughs) is the strategy of loophole spotting because we are all so good at finding loopholes, which is like when we can let ourselves off the hook. You know, we look, we find justifications why, oh, sure, I said I was going to do this, but I don't need to do this today because, hey, here's a handy loophole.
0: Right. And you have 10 categories of loopholes. Yes.
1: I found that just about every loophole fits into one of these 10 categories. So we will go through these. And... Again, in the show notes, if you want to read more about each loophole, I will put a link where you can read kind of a longer discussion. But what's important for our purposes for this Know Yourself Better is listen for the ones that are like your personal Mm -hmm. go-to favorites. I mean, most they're all very popular, but most of us have ones that we rely on more (laughs) than the others.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And so the first one is the false choice loophole. And I got to say, this is my go-to loophole. That's why I listed it first, because false choice loophole is I can't do this because I'm so busy doing that. So it's things mm. like I'm so busy writing, I don't have time to go to the dentist or everything is so wild right now, I don't have time to make plans with friends. Yep. False choice. Is it a is it a choice? No, you can pro- it's probably not a choice.
0: Then the second one is moral licensing loophole, which is I've been so good, it's okay for me to yes. skip whatever it yes. is. I've been so good. I yes. don't, I shouldn't have to go to the yes. gym. I went to the gym three yes. times, so I shouldn't have to go exactly. today. Exactly.
1: And then there's the tomorrow loophole. This is a favorite. When you say, well, it's okay to skip today because I'm going to do this tomorrow. Yes. It's uh, It's always there.
0: Tomorrow never yes, comes.
1: tomorrow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And then fourth is lack of control loophole. I can't help myself. Right. I can't. I, it's
1: not possible for me to keep my habit. That's a popular one. And then this one takes a little bit more explanation. This is the planning to fail loophole, which for a while I called the apparently irrelevant decision loophole. This is a loophole, takes a little bit of advanced work, but it's still popular Uh where you like make a decision that seems quite unrelated to whatever the habit is, or it seems like, oh, I'm just making this decision for other reasons. But then it's like, oh, But now, suddenly, I find myself in a situation where I feel like I can't be expected to to keep my habit. So, for instance, if someone's like, you know, it's such a beautiful day today. I think I'll walk around my old neighborhood. And, oh, yeah, I'll just walk down those streets. And it's so fun to look around. Well, look right. Would you look at that? I am right in front of my favorite bakery. (laughs) I can't possibly pass up their cookies. And it's like. Why are you there? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it happens by accident, and sometimes it's planning to fail.
0: Okay, and then we have this doesn't count loophole, Mm -hmm. otherwise known as the I'm on vacation, I'm sick, it's the weekend, in the case of food, eating it off someone else's plate. right, right,
1: yes, which is kind of related to the questionable assumption loophole, which is when you just, you make an assumption like... It's not possible to do this, so I can't do it. It's like, is it truly not possible to do this? Or, right, or like, yeah, food doesn't count if you eat off someone else's plate. It's like... Really? Because that sounds like a questionable assumption.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me, if I'm working really hard, the idea that I couldn't roast vegetables, it's like the the truth is I could roast vegetables Mm -hmm. even if I'm working really hard. I shouldn't assume that I can't. Good example. Yeah. And then the concern for others loophole. This is kind of a funny one too. Yeah. It's
1: when you think, well, I can't do
0: this because it might make
1: other people uncomfortable. Like if I don't have a glass of wine, other people will feel uncomfortable. Or things like that, where you feel like you have to think about others. Or like someone said to me, well, aren't you worried? Because you know I don't eat sugar. Somebody said, well, don't you feel like if it's somebody's birthday, you have to have a piece of birthday cake? And I was like, truly, that never occurred to me. And they said, well, don't (laughs) you think it hurts the person's feelings? And I'm like... No, I don't think it hurt. Does it? It would never occur to me that an adult would be hurt if I didn't eat a piece of their birthday cake. I'm like, I'm there celebrating their birthday. But maybe others do feel that way, and I just don't notice it. But anyway, that's what concern for others looks like.
0: And then, Gretch, the fake self-actualization loophole.
1: Yeah, this is a loophole that takes the form of saying, like, you can only live once or embrace the moment or life's too short not to do this thing or... I remember in college, people would often say something like, it's such a gorgeous day. How can you possibly go to the library? So it's sort of like you owe it to like the spirit of life. Yes. Yeah. The last one is is also takes a little explanation. It's the one coin loophole, which comes from a teaching story where they say, like, does one coin make a person rich? And you would say one coin does not make a person rich. But what if you add a coin and then you add another coin and then you add another coin? At a certain point, you have to say that a person has become rich because one coin Mm -hmm. made them rich. And so the way it works as a loophole is you're like, well, what difference does it make if I go to the gym today? What difference does it Mm -hmm. make if I read to my kid one time? Because the only way you, mm-hmm. you get the benefit of a habit if, is if you do it one coin and one coin and one coin and add them up. But any one coin doesn't seem very significant. So it sort of works to let you off the hook any time. Yes. Because any you're like, what's the point of flossing one time? There's no point in flossing one right. time. So it always works.
0: Ah. Now,
1: what is your favorite? Listen, mine is false choice. Do you have a favorite?
0: Do you think? Gosh, I use a bunch of these, but I do think that this doesn't count. Mm-hmm. I use a lot, sort of, when I'm in a really intensive work period. I'm just like, well, this doesn't count. Nothing that I do right now counts toward yeah. anything. And I just completely let myself off the hook yeah. for all good habits.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're all tempting. I mean, they're all powerful. But I do think that this is a good thing to know yourself better because if you're sort of on the lookout for yourself starting yes. to invoke it, like when I feel myself slipping into a false choice, I can say to myself, well, wait, really, you don't think you have time to go to the dentist? Like Because maybe you could mm-hmm. carve it out, which is <laughs> you know, clearly yes. I can. I'm on the lookout for it. But one thing I want to point out is the difference between a planned exception and a loophole because sometimes you want to let yourself off the hook mindfully. So you know, you're an adult and sometimes you want to do something that would break a habit, even a good habit. And a planned exception is when you you plan it in advance. You think about it and you decide that this is what you want to do. You feel good about it, you look forward to it. If it's something you would look forward to, you follow through and you look back on it and you feel you feel fine about it because you that's what you planned. A loophole usually Mm. is something that you kind of invoke at the moment to get yourself off the hook. And usually when you look back on a loophole, you regret it. You think, gosh, I I wish I had done things differently. I wish that I had flossed or whatever it is. It's not like, oh... It's my anniversary, I'm celebrating with my husband, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip flossing, and it's going to be great, you know? Yes. And so planned yes. exception, you're, you're, you're in control, you're following your rules for yourself, and it's limited. It's an exception, whereas a loophole is just sort of like an ad hoc hand wave, I think.
0: Yes, Yes, will you regret it? That's yeah. really how you can determine the difference. Yes, will you regret it? Now,
1: send your examples, and the more imaginative and ingenious the better. I am collecting these. I love the strategies of loopholes. I cannot get enough
0: of them. So, send me send me your examples. Yes, can't wait to read those examples. Yes. Coming up, Gretchen has a gold star for our husbands, but first this break.
1: Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog Barnaby loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever
0: schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com happier. Okay, Elizabeth, it's time for Demerits and
1: Gold Stars. And this is an even numbered episode, which means it's your turn to give
0: a demerit. Well, Gretchen, another year has gone by, and it and it's another year when I have not had professional family photos taken. And I am so mad at myself because like it's such a happiness boost I get, like when I'm at your house and I see all of your professional family photos. I haven't had professional family photos taken since Jack Jack was like four months old. So I need to do it. And even if I'm not in it, I could just make Jack have his picture taken at least. But I think you definitely want you to be in it. You know what I
1: mean? (laughs) Oh, I do. do.
0: And also, it's, it's
1: interesting because I bet a lot of people feel this way because, and I mean, I went through this too, which is we take so many snapshots of each other. We feel like we have all these photos. But it isn't really the same as having a real professional photo taken that you can frame and keep for years and years and years. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. So that I need to put on my 22 for twenty. Oh, well, that's a good idea. professional. Because I don't taken. think
1: it was on your 21 list. So maybe, no, it was so maybe this, maybe this year that'll make the difference. Yes. Okay. Gretch, what is your gold star? Well, I Jamie, Eliza and Eleanor and I go to Kansas city for the holidays every year. You come every other year. This was your year to be there. So it's always especially fun when we're all there together and I just have to say, both Jamie and Adam probably did not wake up when they were 10 years old and think, what I really want to do is grow up and spend a lot of time in Kansas City. <laughs> you know, yeah. We love it. We go back all the time, and I feel like they're both very good sports. They know their way around. They yes. they have their favorite barbecue spots. They've just gotten into it, and I yes. I think and it makes both of us so happy.
0: Yes, it sure yes, does. And I
1: think they deserve a gold star for being such good Kansas yes. Cityans. They're both rooting for the Chiefs.
0: Yes, yeah. for them being, yes, honorary yes, Kansas Cityans. Yes. So we appreciate that. As are our children. Our
1: children are. I felt like they kind of they, they have it from birth. Earth. Yes. So gold star to them.
0: Gold star for Jamie and Adam.
1: So the resources for this week, as I mentioned, I'm hitting the 12th anniversary of the publication of my book, The Happiness Project. So if you want to read more about the book or read a sample chapter, or if you're interested in resources that I have, like reading guides and one pagers for your own happiness project, all that stuff, I'll post a link in the show notes, or you can go to GretchenRubin.com And click on books and look for The Happiness Project. It's all there. And again, if you are interested in the giveaway, follow along at Gretchen Rubin on Instagram, and you can learn all about that. And we mentioned the 22 for 22 list. We talked about that in the previous episode. If you're starting to think about the 22 things you'd like to do in 2022, remember, if you go to happiercast.com slash 2022 list, you can get the free PDF there.
0: Elizabeth, what are we reading? I am still listening to Life by Keith Richards. And
1: I am reading The 13th Tale by Diane Sutterfield.
0: We are truly coming to the end of Read 21 and 21, Grudge.
1: I know, but we're going to keep reading. Yes. The fun never ends. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Choose your one word theme for the year. Let us know what word you choose. We love to hear people's choices
0: and why they picked them. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at keynes 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
1: And you know what I'm going to say. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and follow us and rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.
0: Crutch this week on Happier in Hollywood, Sarah and I are choosing our team motto for the year. Ooh, your team theme. Yes. You'll have to tune in to hear that. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember, didn't you have the team theme of Explode last year? I love that theme. That was 2019. Oh. That was a while ago. Oh. Yes. Last year was Juicy Fruit.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear. I will not miss it. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship— not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.